Think about it for a moment. If you are, if you are not, then there is something that you have to work on. Like Kevin said, this week we study Matthew chapter 5. I'm giving a background of Matthew chapter 5. Um, that is when Jesus went to the mountains. He sat down. And in here, if you're a Bible student, you know that Jesus is more than a prophet. Now, in the Old Testament, Moses went up to the mountains and he got the laws for us. The Ten Commandments. Do you, have you heard about Ten Commandments? Have you heard about it? Good. So, the same way Jesus also went to the mountains and he brought first to us. So, for us, in the New Testament dispensation, this beatitude is our laws. So it's just it's like our version of the Old Testament laws, and that is the beatitude. And last week, loosely, I say beatitude is what? Be in what? Be in that word, attitude. So open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Anybody? Are you there? Oh, Matthew's in New Testament. It's the first book of the New Testament. So we know today I'm supposed to start with verse 13. I want you to understand that in verse 5, so now Jesus saw the clouds. He went up on the mountainside and sat down. So here he's comparing Jesus to Moses who went up to the mountains and brought the laws. So these are the laws for us. And then we, so we go to 13. But in whenever you visit a big church, that's what we do. In Presbyterian setting, we read the first portion of each blessing and the church will respond. So go to Matthew chapter 5. And let's, so I'll read the first part of the blessing and you respond with a for, 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 the word, what is there. So everybody, open chapter five of book of Matthew. Are you all there? Wave your hand if you are there. Good. So I'm reading three and I will say, blessed are the poor in spirit. Respond by saying, blessed are those who mourn. I want to hear you. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and test for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are you who are persecuted because of righteousness. So for us, this is, the, this is the laws that Jesus brought from the mountains. So as Moses brought the laws, ten, the commandments, Jesus also brought the blessings. And that is what we call the beatitude, be in that attitude. But today my work is to teach you from chapter 13 through chapter, verse 13 through verse 20 of the same Matthew chapter 5. And it's, it's, the heading says, Jesus teaches about the salt and light. Salt, salt, the salt that we eat, and the and the kanya, salt and light. I would like to do very interactive so that you don't sleep on me, and so when listen and you write, and also if you don't understand something, you ask, and I know a lot of people here that God will use to help you. All right, so Matthew chapter. Five, 
verse 13 through to 20. You are the salt of the earth, but if the soul loses its saltness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Chapter 17, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophet. I've come to abolish them but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by enemies disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven, the word of God. You say thanks be to God. The word of God. So, brothers and sisters, let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word that are here and amen. We have assembled here and we pray that Lord we open up our minds and our hearts that we will know and understand your words. That we will go out there and do likewise. Holy Spirit, be with us. Take control of this meeting and help us to understand your word. In the Lord Jesus, your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So if you listen to the readings very well, you see that Jesus is mentioning the law, the prophet. So I told you when he went up there, he's comparing himself to Moses as the greatest of all the prophets. You know, So the law, the law stands for Moses and the prophet, or the Isaiah, the Jeremiah's, and all the prophets you've been hearing, not those modern day prophets. The ones in the Bible. So Father, Jesus came and he said, I am more than them. They give you the laws that an eye for an eye. But here I've come. This is the new laws I'm giving you. That you should, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, you should be somebody, all those that we learned last week. Should be poor in spirit. You should be the person who mourns with others. You should be meek. It should be hunger and test for righteousness. Above all, it should be somebody who cares a lot. So today he's unfolding that and telling us that if you do all of them, so Kevin started, what did you learn in your group? Some people learn how to be meek, others learn how to be what? Poor. Poor in spirit. Not that, you see, not that Christians should be poor, but if you are poor, what do you do? You work, okay? So if you know that your relationship with Jesus Christ is not as it should be, then you work on it. You work on it. And, and so here, our job today is how do we go out there and tell the people of this world that indeed this is our laws. And if there's a law, you follow the law. Like if you want to drive, you don't... <laughs> I have a friend here, one day I gave her my car. And she... <laughs> She wanted to drive my car and she she hadn't finished her training. So she moved the car and everybody was like, oh my goodness. So she went back and learned and now she can drive the car. So that is how it goes. That is how Christianity goes. You have to go back. I said a friend. Did I mention somebody's name? I said I'm a friend. Okay. So that friend went back and learned it. And now she said, Bishop, I cannot drive. No. Yes. No. So today, that is how, today she can drive. That is how Christianity is. It's, it's about the laws that you study and you follow so that you can do the right things. So all that we learned last week, Jesus is putting all of them together and say, before you leave this room, before you can go out there, this is what I'm going to tell you. You should go out there and be two things. Two things. Can you put the light up for me in the border? Uh, yes, put the light up. 
I just saw something that you did. Okay, that's that's all we can get. Okay, do you have phones? Yeah. Can you can you f give me the flash on your phones, everybody? Because I saw my friend doing that. Great. Great. Okay. All right, everybody. Yes. Yes. Up. 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 All right. Okay. So it's visible, right? So people can see, right? Look. Look at your friends. Are you seeing? Are you seeing that light? Are you seeing that light? Tell your friend, go out there and do the same. Go out there and do the same. Okay. Now, with the same light on, put on the light. The light here. Put it on. Turn on the light. Okay. So now, oh no, one more, one more. This side. Okay. Now the light is on. I don't think we need yours, right? So put yours off because you don't need it anymore. No, that's what Jesus was telling us. That if there's darkness, you who are sending the word of God, you go out there and you get a flashlight for them. Hello? So when your house, if you go to some place and there's no light, you can flip on your flashlight, right? And you can see. So Jesus said, after you have learned all this beatitude, I want you to go out there and flash your light on the world. And you are the light. So Jesus is saying, you are the light. You are the salt. So Jesus is comparing to two things. What are they? Light and what? Salt. Okay. So I've told you why. Now you have, we have demonstrated why we need light. Why do we need light? To see. So why would Jesus say you are the light? You open the people's eyes. You open them. What are the importance of light? So... Compared to two things, and then Jesus might have been a homeboy. He knows what his mother does. That after cooking all the food, you need some flavor. You need something that will make it taste good. And he said, you are what? Salt. So he uses things that are with us, these ordinary things, and is comparing us to those things. To those things. Now, all that Jesus wants us to do is that we go out there and influence society. Influence. Influence. And we go out there and make impressions. So two words that comes to mind when I read this is that, oh, he wants us to go and influence. Number one. Number two, go out there and make your mark. Impression. Influence and impression. It's what Jesus is talking about. Now let's go to verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. Now, beloved, who knows how to cook? Great. Have you ever tasted the food without salt before? Yes. Have you? Yeah. It was food already, right? But if there's no salt, how does it taste? My goodness. So what do you do? You call for salt, please. You go get it, right? Okay. So, you know, what are the advantages? Why would Jesus liken us to salt? Salt must have some unique characteristics or unique things that it does that none, nothing in this world can do that. So, those of us who can help us, what is the use of salt in this world? Flavor number one. Preservative number two. So flavor and preservation, salt. What about the medical? Have you? Oh, yeah. Do you know medical. it is? Yeah. Yeah, like when you have some kind of. Yeah, so it's somebody's now, right? Yes. And then when you go to hospital, you see somebody having infusion, the water that's supposed to be. You see there is a lot of water and there's a lot of salt in there. Okay, so, so this is the use of salt. Preservation, good taste, and also medicinal. So if Jesus is saying, you are, turn to your neighbor and say, you are the salt of the world. You are the salt of the world. Okay, so if you are the salt, what do you have to do? 
You have to be what? Give a flavor to this world. So, brothers and sisters, Jesus is saying that after you have studied all this gratitude and after you have become yourself, one of them, you go out there and you become a salt of this world. Very important commodity. But it's not expensive. Whether you are poor or rich, you can have one. So that is how the word of God should be accessible to each and every one of us. And you and I should be the salt of the world. You see, that's the world is not tasty. It's like having a food without a salt. And we are the salt. And, and are you sure you are the salt? Can you do that job? With the help of God, I believe you can go out there. So when you go out there and you see people doing things that, hmm, you know, yes, you just say, hmm, you don't talk about it because you know it's not good. But then when you say it, the attitude of the person. So you go there as salt. No, we, we don't throw away the food, but we add some salt to it when there's no salt. So when you go out there, your life, that's what Jesus wants you to be. That anywhere you go, if things are not going on the way it should go, hmm? whether it's decaying, the whole world is decaying. They are doing things that are abomination the side of the Lord. But you stand up to say, yes, indeed, it's not going right, but I'm the salt of the world. You know, each one of you, Jesus knows what you can do. In your little group, in your family, in your school, they know that if princess is here, that's what she will do. If all of you know what you can do. God has given each and everyone a unique thing, a time that we know for this one, if, if a queer is here, she will do it. If Stephen is here, she can do it. He can do it. If Chief is here, he can do it. So if you, if, if among your classmates, if in the house, if in the church, if in school, there is nothing that you, somebody can say, ah, if this person is here, then you are lacking something. You are not assaulted. Make sure your presence is felt. And being a Christian, be a JY person. That whenever you go to a place, your attitude must be of what? Assault. And you all know if. So, the reason, the how can we be assault? Is you are going there not to lord yourself over there, but going to influence them like a salt in the food. Do you actually see the salt when it's put in there? It messy, you know, it disappears. However, the taste of the word there. And that is what we do. It dissolves. So you go out there, and when it dissolves, when your life is dissolved, when you mingle with them, they don't influence you, but you rather influence them. But how can you do that? If, how can you do that if you go there and they influence you? Please, you're not a Christian. And that is why I gave you this influence. So being a sword face. So, so if you go back to 513, chapter verse, chapter 5, verse 3 to 10, blessed are you who are merciful, peacemaker. If you are peacemaker, if there's no peace here between these two people, and I come and I'm able to make peace with them, they'll become my friend. And I can influence them. If I come to JY and I say, all of you, you are all sinners. All that you are doing is nothing. You will listen to me. No, if you think you are the only righteous, then go. But then if I say, well, brothers and sisters, that's as I, I become one of you, and I begin to influence you one after the other. Even when we fight, I fight with me, Lord, and next day we become friends, you know. That is how friends do. And that is what Jesus wants us to be. So our job as Christians, as junior youth, as people who have been called by Christ, is to be a salt who does what? Influence society. And how do you make impression? Go through the Beatitudes and tell me one of them, one of them that will make you make impression in somebody's life. He studied this salt and light. So he combined all of them and say salt and light after he gone through. So which of these Beatitudes form from verse 3 to 10 that you can be, that you can create impression in somebody's life. Purity. 
pure heart. If you are pure in heart, how will you find law? Peacemaker. You can't dance. Yes. Okay, what what did he say? Mm, we don't understand, but he is our daddy. Let's do it. Let's do it. And two friends are no it's not well with them. You see, two friends are you know, they, they talk, you know, you sit down and listen to them, what they are talking about, what they are fighting over is kind of ah, uh, it's just that they don't understand each other. Probably they have even saying the same thing. But nobody understands each other. You take your time, you pray, and you talk to one, and you talk to the other. And God, who is with you, will come through. Amen. Amen. So whenever you have each of this, you have to become salt in people's life. In people's life. So Jesus said, you are the salt of the world, brothers and sisters. So we go out there and we influence, like verse 13 is saying. Um, so what... So we've talked about how a salty, what does being salty look like? <coughs> what does being salty look like? So, so you go back to Beatitude, you left one and then saw me. What does being salty look like when you look at the Beatitude? Poor in spirit, what else? Meek, what else? Hunger and test, what else? Merciful, peacemaker, pure in heart. So this is this is how. So you see, every house has salt there. Every house. Why? Just in case, right? After just in case, it is also necessary. It's it's necessary that salt must be there. So so it's indispensable in every household. Salt is a commodity that must be everywhere. If that is the case, where should you be? Everywhere you go, people must know. You see, you don't buy salt from Costco by the time you take it home. Ah, it's different. It's not salt. Because you know salt, right? So when you come, whether you're in JY or you're in school or you're in a house or a friend's house or a party, that bishop is not there, that antipath is not there, you're still the salt. Hello? Yeah. Yes. So you influence your friends, you influence society, knowing that you have Jesus Christ. So in Romans 12, we say when you do that, you don't, you don't conform to the world, but you transform them. So we don't isolate ourselves from them, but we go in there and we make our mark over there. Okay? So um, the next point that um, Jesus is saying, what is he saying again? Um, that, but there's a danger if you lose your saltness. What do we do? Verse 13, 5.13. If, if you go to your house and the salt doesn't take good, what do you do? You throw it out. You throw it out. And beloved, if, if it loses saltness, if you go home and the salt you bought is just white thing, it's just whitish, like salt, but it doesn't, it's not salt, it doesn't take good. You do it, you throw it away. You throw it away. And, and see, Jesus is talking here, beloved, like if God throws it away out of this world, you see, people who are with us, and they don't come here anymore, when you meet them outside, you see their lives, you watch them and say, oh my goodness. Or some people who don't go to church at all, they don't know Christ. If you don't know Christ and you are sinning, you, you don't care. You don't. But no, so here, if you are still here and you are, you do something bad, you don't feel it. It means God has spit you out. Each one, every one of us here, if you do something that is not good, you have a, you should have the feeling that, oh, Holy Spirit should tell you that what you did was wrong. Maybe you won't apologize, but you know within you that it's wrong. So here, the Bible is saying, if you lose that softness in you, if you lose being meek, if you lose being peacemaker, then we don't need you anymore. You know, have you? So you may be with a friend, and the attitude of that friend will change so bad that you don't want to be part of him anymore. As soon as they change and lose their softness, they are not sweet anymore, there is no impression anymore, come on, we don't want to be with them anymore, right? So we throw them out, 
And the bad thing that the worst thing is that not only that God will throw you out, they say people will trample over you. Like they walk over you. I don't care whether she's there or not. I don't care whether he is there or not. He doesn't or she doesn't add anything to my life anymore. And that's why people lose friends. But you as Christian, what do you do? You always must be a salt in somebody's life. So that they will not throw you out and the people will trample over you. In, in the Bible metaphor, when it says that you've been thrown out and being trampled over you, it's kind of dis- it's disgraceful, right? Yeah. Even in the ordinary day life, you say, oh, he did, she or he just walk over me. It means what? He doesn't respect you anymore. He doesn't regard you anymore. And that is why sometimes when I call you, you don't know, I see you going here. That's what you're doing. Like you're telling me, I don't matter. I have lost my softness within you. So friends, brothers and sisters, make sure you don't lose your softness when you are with your friends. Make sure you don't fight among yourself, but rather be a peacemaker. Rather be meek. Rather seek after righteousness. And this is the commandment of Jesus Christ. That be the salt. And then he moved from being a salt Something that spies us. And then he also jumped. So to add it, it's also medicinal. Salt is also medicinal. Right? It's, it's when something, like you said, when you have a tooth problem or something is decaying, the very good, one of the very good antibiotics you can use is salt. Yes, salt. And even if you have a runny stomach, those who know they can get a mixture of salt and sugar and you take it and you'll be fine. Yeah. Watch, look, when you go home, all those many, and the things just read, you see salt. You, you read salt. Salt is there. When you, when, you, when you read sodium chloride, it's salt. You know the chemical symbol salt? And they see you good. you good. Right. So this is salt. That's important of salt. So it's medicinal, too. And here, Jesus comes in as a medicine for each of us. Because we are all sick. There's a certain thing you don't feel like. You don't influence anymore. You lose your saltness. And that's why Jesus is saying, make sure you are salt all the time. Amen. Amen. And then number two, two the second thing that Jesus said we are is straight away to verse 14. You are the light of the world. The light of the world. The light of the world. Now, the same way we treated salt, let's go through and see also the light. What is the importance of light? We just demonstrated it, right? So tell me, why, why do you need light? To see. To see? Yes? Why do you need light? Why do you need light? To shine the darkness. Because it's darkness. So the one thing we established that there's darkness in this world, right? So in the wisdom of the person who did the phones, he put flashlight. The person put flashlight. Why? Because there's darkness over the world. And true, it's not a dark. You can see, but still, Jesus said there's darkness over the world. Here, darkness is being symbolized as what? The world. And what is the world in the Bible? When the Bible talks about the world. Come on, Bible students. When the Bible says you are of the world or you are not of the world, what is the Bible saying? Somebody who is in the world. When you say you are in the world, but you are not in the world. In Bible terms. That when you say you are in the world, you say you are doing what everybody is doing. You are going in the flow. Whatever people are doing out there, you do the same. Alright? Who can read... Let's, let's study something, then we come back to study us. In, in, in Galatians, he tells us. Galatians chapter 5. Let's take it. Yes. Verse 23. 5. Um, let's read from 19. Who is there? The book of Galatians? It's the New Testament. Yes. Uh, read from 19. Yes. Uh, yeah, read for me. Can you can you hear from the back, please? 
Okay. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality. Mm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is what Jesus said you are in the world, okay? Now, take your time and let's all listen. Make sure you say the word one after the other and we see. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, decisions. Like you Divisions. Yeah, like Divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Things like these. So there are a lot of things like these that are not worldly, right? Say, read, read, go ahead. I warn you. I warn you. As I warned you before. As we warn you all the time. That those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So do you hear Matthew say, Matthew chapter 5? And, and verse 20 says, For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you not enter the kingdom of heaven. And he's also saying you not go to heaven. You not enter the kingdom. So if you do one of these, you're not going to heaven. But thank God. So what are the things that you should do? But the, go ahead. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, this is no law. Against such things, there is no law. So we are learning the laws of Jesus Christ. So against such things, there is no law. And then he ended the one and such things. You know, this is what we do. That you become the salt and you become the light of the world. So the whole light is having all this. That the verse nineteen of Galatians chapter five. But you have to go in there as Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, where you have love, where you're doing good things. So Jesus said, You are the light of this world. So you're going out there as the flashlight that you are holding and to throw light on things. And beloved, when you throw light on things, this is what we see. Light is important when there's darkness. Amen. Amen. So, yes, there's darkness in the world. You are doing all these Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. You go to the world after church, you see people doing all those things. Then you go out there as light. But beloved, you don't blame them. You don't say they are of the world, so they are not important. If there is no darkness, there is no need for light. So you go there because you already know verse 3 to 9, 10. So you come here as the light. But beloved, you know, when you read the Bible, Gospel, John will tell you Jesus is light. But here Jesus is saying, not that I'm the light, so you don't have to do anything. But I send each and every one of you as light to the world. So that what Jesus is doing is that you are going out as him. And then when you go out, you give the light to people. For you already know. Because last week, you said how it is to be the light. To be poor in spirit and peacemaker. And now so, therefore, beloved, you go out there as light. And then you throw it on them. But always, when I throw light on you, I'll see what you're doing. So what do you think the attitude of the world will be when you throw light on them? Like if I come to you and I tell you all that you're doing, the first thing you do is what? Deny. Yeah, you, you, know, you, you deny it. You put the barrier for the first time. Who told you somebody who is guilty? Now, when I come to you say, hey, so you didn't go to school last week. Say, who told you? It means it's right. No. You are only saying, who told me? So if it's not, if it is a lie, you say, it's a lie. But once you say, who told me? I know, yes, there's truth in it. So the world comes to you and say, who told you? And then the second word, is they will say, you are judging me. I'm not judging you. Whenever you throw light on things, you see it clearly, right? You throw it. So you are the light of the world. So you go outside there and your presence. Beloved, you don't go in there and say, hey, I'm the light. I've come to tell you. Jesus is saying this. 
But we do that with our lives. We do that with our lives. We do that with our lives. So how can you be light to people? That's what we read in, in Galatians chapter 5. So each one of us, when we go home, what will be the example of the light we are throwing out there, home and our school? Yes. How can you be light among in your home or in your school? What are some of the things you can do that indeed Jesus will be proud of you? Yes, this I. What some of the things you can do? What's be the attitude? Think about the, what we read from the Beatitude and also add Galatians chapter 5. What one thing that you can do? Yes. Think about the Beatitude. In our Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, what should be your attitude be in the world to be a light? Peacemaker. Peacemaker. You love the peacemaker. What else? Humble. Humble, meek. Merciful. Merciful. What about Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23? Kindness. Kindness. Patience. Okay, let's back home. All right, no, no way from the Bible anymore. What about your home and your school, among your friends, here in GY? What can you do that you be a light for us? Respectful. Respectful. Just think about it, yes, here. Do you know that every week when we come, this thing is here? Do you know who brings it here? Yes, this is working for us. Do you know who set this up? Yes. Some of you don't know how these chairs are arranged. Oh. And when you close, some of you will never pick one. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes. So whilst you be home, you will be preparing to come and lead the Bible, these ladies, and some of you, somebody has never prayed for JY before. Oh Lord, this is when we go, let your presence be among us. If I've never done that, shame unto you. From now, you know, when you pray for us and when we come here, the Lord will be here. Whenever we are studying something, the Holy Spirit will be with us. People prepare and come and teach us. Some of you have never prayed. Some of you have never prayed for your parents. How can you be like to influence? When I say influence, I'm more impressive, right? So you influence by your praise. Being a light, being a salt. That is why salt dissolves, but you still have taste. So, your parents are going through, they work because of you. Some of us, we don't see our kids. Some of you don't see your parents because by the time you wake up, because you are lazy. Yeah? They are already gone. Do you pray for them? Yeah. God bless you. Continue to do that and it shall be well with you. So you can be a light when you do all these things. A lot of things that you do, but the light will shine everywhere. And people come tell me, you know, let's think about types of light that we have. You have touch light. Touch light. Now, the light on your phone cannot be on all the time. Do you know that? What to make the light go off? If your phone dies. So, in order not for your phone to die, what do you have to do? Charge it. When it comes to being a Christian, how do we charge ourselves? Prayer. Prayer. Bible studies. You see, you connect your phone to the source. And the source will give your phone power, right? And then your flashlight could be on all the time. For us, our light is our source of light, or our source of power is who? It's Christ. <laughs> what is your source of power? Christ. So if you are not with Christ, if you know, if you don't know Jesus, if you are losing your Christianity, if you are not you for Jesus anymore, whenever you need your flashlight, it will be off. So, beloved, it's important that you have a source all the time. To be a light of this world, make sure you have a source of power. And that's Jesus Christ. Where anytime you're going to plug your phone, remember this. That it's my light plug with Jesus. Do I have the power from the living God? Anytime. And anytime you're eating and you taste salt, can my life be the same? So Jesus used these ordinary things and it's coming to you that this is the gospel. 
So beloved, it's not about you closing your eyes and behaving as if Jesus is coming today here and then when we close, we don't see you like that. That is a word for you. It starts with H. And it's called hypocrite. But you have to be. You have to be. If you meet souls in Costco or Walmart or wherever, it's still the same. So is the light. So that kind of light, like a torchlight, it goes on and off. But if you have power, it, it continues to be on. There are some lights, you call them Christmas lights. What do you use them for? Depression. After that, you don't get it anymore. After January, you pass everywhere and they'll take away all these Christmas lights. Some of us, our lives are like Christmas lights, just for the creative. On a Sunday, you dress nicely, you come here, but when you go home, oh my goodness, Satan is waiting for you out there. I don't want you to be the creative light. Tell your friend, don't be a Christmas light. Tell somebody, don't be a Christmas light. Just for the creation, right? Like you're dressed nicely, but just for the creation. Uh huh. So don't be what? A Christmas light. Okay? Yeah, some, some lights that after Christmas you don't need them again. You pass the house and hey, the, hey, you still have Christmas lights in your house. Take it down. After January, I'm not talking about you, okay? After January, nobody wants Christmas light again. And some of us, your life, I don't want my life to be Christmas light. So don't be a Christmas light. Okay? There's another light that is on all the time. Light on all the time. Then we're talking about power. Whenever you need it, it comes. When you get to your house, whenever you need the light, that's what it comes. It turns on because you have power. It's only when you don't pay. You see, here everybody pays, right? Yeah, so it's when, when we are back home, they, these guys will come and they come and cut your light. But some of you don't know how, what, where do you think your light is on? I hope all the time. Like, anytime you want it, you have power. Or even when I, when it, yes, because your parents, that's what, you pay the bills. Okay, so if Jesus is saying you are the light of the world, how do you pay bills? When have you paid bills to Jesus that Jesus is saying you are the light of the world? All right? Have you paid bills to Jesus? So why is your light on all the time? So get hooked with Jesus. He's the source of power. So he's so good that when you hook up to him, when you read the, when you study the verse 3 to 10, the beatitude, and when your life is soaked in the beatitude, and then when you attach your life with him, and that is when you say, indeed, you are the light of the world. And Jesus will be proud of you and proud of me. So beloved, these are the two words that Jesus has given us. And then he cautioned us. In verse 13, go with me with your, with your Bible to verse 13, and let's study something there. Now, so in the Bible, it's yours, you know what you underline, salt and what? Light. God. And then he continues, he says, a town built, some of you in your Bible say, a city built in hills cannot be hidden. If, there, if you are light, you are light. Whether you are here or somewhere, you are light. If you are salt, you are salt. If you become salt today and become something else today, we'll be afraid of you. If you are light today and something else tomorrow, you are of him. But I, I love what the Matthew said. He says, instead they put it in a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Have you heard people say Christianity is all by your heart? No. Oh, it's all by your heart. But the Bible is saying when your light is on, it must give light to everybody in the house, right? In the building. Now, if you come here, oh, the light is on, but we don't it's not darkness. So, beloved, even though Christianity is from the heart, it must come from heart and must blossom to everybody. It must go from you to people. Your life must radiate the light and it must show to everywhere. So, here the Bible is saying that your loveness, your meekness, your lightness, your softness, being a peacemaker, being gentle in heart and merciful, shouldn't end with you. It should extend to other people. What is the use of light and salt if people are not feeling it? Nothing. So Bible says, 
Let your light shine for everybody. Hello? Hi. Let your light, that's what? Shine, shine for everybody. And when you do that, in the same way, let your light shine. I'm reading verse 16 for everybody, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So, beloved, it is not okay to be just Christian at heart and nobody feels your presence whenever you are there. Hello? Hi. That you go to some place and nobody notices your presence because when they are drinking, oh, you don't, you don't drink. That's why nobody drinks here, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For you are you for Jesus. I know everybody respects here, right? Yes. Yes. So you don't use curse words. That one I know some of us do. Some people that use curse words, you don't use that. Because we are Christians. Amen. Amen. So when you live here today, we're living here as what? Number one, the word that starts with S. The one that starts with L. And you are going out to do what? Shine. Influence. Influence. Your life will be shining for others to see. And the source of all this, if you can shine, if you can bright, if you can feel people will taste and see the love of God, it means you have Christ and your life is linked to Christ. Beloved, this is what all that Matthew is telling us. To read the kingdom of God and we do that for people to see. If people are not feeling your presence, people are not feeling your gift, it means you are doing nothing. And when we read Galatians, I want you to give the meaning of something. It says the fruit of the spirit is this. Some of us we have the gifts. All of you here, you have gifts. Everybody has a really gift. But if your gift is not producing a good fruit, you have to work it on well. So, Matthew chapter 5, we have studied the beatitude, and today we are adding the salt and the light to it. So my prayer is for each and every one of you, is that you go out there and you be the light and salt of the world. Amen. Amen. My friends told me, just 25 minutes, you'll be fine. So I'm ending here. Amen. Amen. But do you have any question? Do you have any contribution? Is, is there anything you want to ask? So we will talk about it. Or is anything you want to God has dropped in your spirit you want to add it? Yes. Questions? Answers? All right? Yes, ma'am. It's all sort of the same. It's all sort of the same? No. Oh. <laughs> it's also the same. No. What's the difference? No, and the line the salt is the same. It all gives flavor. But then there's the different brines of salt. So underlying the active ingredient is the same. It's like going to a, a pharmacy or you and then they the say, okay. This is CVS brine, this is Walmart brine, and this. So underlying is the same. And you know, we all know how salt tastes like, right? Okay, but a stuff brine, this is from this, this is from this. The same as water. When we went to school, Kevin, I don't understand, they told us water is odorless, colorless, tasteless. But in America, water tastes differently. Yeah, yeah. So underlying, yes, it's the same. Any more? Any more? Can we benefit from what you're discussing? Yes, so, beloved, this is our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says, if you cannot do this, it will be difficult for you to enter the kingdom of heaven. And all of us, one day we want to be with Christ in heaven. So as we live here today, shall we close our eyes and we pray? That as we live here today, as you begin 2020, your dream and your vision should be that of salt and that of light. You know yourself more than I do. I tell you the power of this, the one who gives us strength to do all this. His name is Jesus Christ. He loves you. I want you to pray. Just talk to your Jesus. Talk to him. Have a personal conversation with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord in 2020, I want to be salt. 
I want to be light in in home, in school, wherever I go. Pray. Talk to your Lord. Talk to Jesus. He's merciful. He will listen to you if you make this your vision. And 2020, my life will influence others. For I'll be making spirit. I'll be a peacemaker and loving. And I'll serve the Lord with all my heart. And I'll be the salt. And I'll, I'll preserve my life. I'll give taste to others. I'll be a light unto others. So Lord, help me. See the face of God. God is here to help us. He's not here to leave us alone. If he sits here, and if you talk to him, he's faithful. Even if you have said, the Bible says faithful. He says, up to this time, you have not asked me anything. Love in 2020, your vision should be that of salt and light. So, Lord, we thank you and bless your holy name. For you did not give us this loss just for anything. But you sum it up. That, Lord, as you have given to us in the beatitude, that we go. So, as we are going from here, oh Lord, we are not departing your presence. But Lord, we are going out into our homes and our schools and over every place. And, Lord, we pray. That let your Holy Spirit be with us. May your presence be with us, O Lord. And may we become salt and light unto this world. For that might we pray, O Lord, as we pluck ourselves in you. Let there be power. You alone is our source of power, O Lord. And so we declare that we are you for you, O Lord. Use us as we avail ourselves to be used. Each and every one of us, we have prayed silence in our heads. Lord, you listen to us. For you say you listen to us. For yes, we know that your ears are ye and amen. You know that, Lord, you will not leave us. 2020, you'll be with us. And so we declare that, Lord, use us. Father, be with us. Let our life be a life of excellence that others may learn from us. And let us we give our all to others. We may be found wealthy in your presence. There's so many things we ask. In the name of you, O Lord Jesus Christ. And all of us say, Amen. Amen. God bless you all.